Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That is so awesome to be back with Sean Salisbury. This is Unfiltered. Grant Napier. And Sean, how the hell are you today, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Good to be on with you. How are you? Yeah, that I'm doing time, good, brother. It's that time. I know. It is that time. I can't wait. We got college football two weeks away. We got the NFL right around the corner. Do you think there are more injuries in the preseason? And I'm really referring to practice now than when you played in the NFL with the Vikings. No, Grant. I, here's what I th- now. I don't know what the st- you know the the stats would bear out. I, I don't know and how the severity of the injuries. But I feel like every year, when I go over this, that we're saying the same thing. Not you and I, but I, I you know the narrative of there seems to be more. I'll tell you what. There seems to be more of, or at least there was for a while, is like soft tissue. You know, like it seems like yep. sometimes there's more soft tissue. And then I can remember one year there was ACL after ACL after ACL that I felt happened too often and we've seen a few of those already in the in the preseason so mm-hmm. I think if you look back in truth you'd probably you'd be the, the numbers and you never want to see anybody get, I, I bet you the numbers to this the percentage grant of like numbers of days and injuries compare I'll bet you it's not that far off I'll tell you when it gets bigger is when we hear it for superstars okay not that they're more important it seems like one knee to a superstar equals four knees to somebody who's not, not because they're not important. It's just how we cover it, right? You're going to talk about somebody's arm. If it's Justin Verlander, then you are going to be the, the, the fifth starter on a team. That, that's just kind of human nature, how we cover things, right? But so, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel that this preseason is any different than others. I think there's always injuries. And no matter how hard you go, shorts and t-shirt or full gear, Grant, I'm convinced that the, the, the soft tissue are going to happen regardless. Right. It's hard to stay out of guys falling on knees and sometimes an Achilles or an egos. You don't like to see it. You hope you can prevent it, but you've got to still get some work in. And that's the slippery slope. Did you have any issues with Aaron Rodgers calling out his young receivers yesterday? I love that he didn't call them by name, but he called them by position. So they mm-hmm. know who they are. I think there's certain times in our career. Now there's going to be the naysayers that can't stand Aaron Rodgers that are going to say, how dare him call him out? I do believe that they think about it. I go back, go watch the video. I tell people this, Grant. You may have seen it like when Fouts and Kellen Winslow in the NFL films, you hear Fouts on the sidelines when Winslow was there. And Winslow's one of the, well, he's in the Hall of Fame too. Yep. The, the banter. Or when, when Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday got into it, right? So, and that's in the heat of a game. But I think Aaron, I think there's, you know, he's calculated, Grant. 
You you know he is, right? Yes, yeah, very I, well. Yeah, and I've known. Listen, I've known him since he came out of Cal. Right. And I was having this conversation on my live show yesterday. He really doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean to say. He is extremely premeditated in what he says, how he goes about things. He's very calculated. He is unbelievably bright, but he understands everything. There are very few oh, things to get by him. That's the end. When you said bright, he's extremely smart. Yes. And he, he, you may not think he hears it or sees it. He hears and sees yes. everything. everything. I, I, listen, there are certain guys in a league. When I came in as a rookie and Steve Largent approached it different, but if Steve Largent addressed a team and said something and called if he wanted to, you would have shut your mouth or Kenny Easley and you would have dealt with it. And right and now I, I, and Aaron has, has the reputation of speaking his mind, but I do believe there's a method to the madness. He knows that something he knows Devontae's gone, that he needs people that are young to step up. And by saying this, he may be telling them behind the scenes. I don't know. I've seen guys. Hey, listen, I'm going to make sure the world knows. But you know what I'm talking about, that we got to elevate. And he's not willing to. The reason why he's so good, he doesn't let anything slip. And if you're a rookie receiver coming into the league and, and your four time most valuable player calls you out. I watched Marino do it. And I've talked to guys who played for Danny. And Dan minced no words. All the great players I know aren't afraid to be a leader, and it's not popular at times. So had he a browbeat some rookie who was trying to make a team and name-called him, I'd have probably had a like, man, keep that in-house. Just like I don't like the teams that they air dirty laundry about each other. But I don't have a problem when he says, listen, we lose Devontae. The position's got to be more consistent. We can't keep making the same errors with the same guys. That means he knows who he's talking to. Right. And if the guys will accept the criticism and work on their game, Aaron Rodgers will make you a better player. So we're in this age of sensitivity. Sometimes you got to get your fucking ass called out. Yep. It's just, and we've all been there, whether it's a coach. And if you can do it in a way from a leader who's respected and isn't asking you to do something he hasn't been through himself, I'm, I'm okay with it because it didn't feel – it was harsh, but it was harsh meaning. And I'm telling you – he expects them to respond, and he knows by saying it now that he's going to have some of their attention by the time the season starts. He's a calculated, smart guy, and this is there's a method to this madness. It's just not he woke up, I'm going to go criticize. He's criticizing that position group to let them know the expectations from them, and he fully expects them to step up. And you watch the compliments. If somebody steps up, he'll, he'll reverse it and say, that guy took his, has worked his ass off and elevated his play. Yep. There's a method to what Aaron's doing. No problem here. All right. When Jordy Nelson was there, that was Aaron's go-to guy. He yep. was there, Devontae Adams. Jordy Nelson leaves, and Aaron Rodgers' production stays the same or even gets better with Devontae Adams. So now Adams is not there. What are you expecting from Rodgers this year? Do you think we'll see a little bit of a drop-off, or is he so fucking good that it won't matter? Well, he's so fucking good that he's going to make – he's still going to get his. Let's just put it that he will. I think that there's a chance that the Vikings will step their damn game up, that, that should, they should be closer together. Now, I don't know if some of the losses, if, if they can go out and get a fourth season with 13 wins, Grant, and losing that guy, meaning Devontae Adams, it'd be a hell of an accomplishment. But, you know, Detroit's they're going to play hard. Chicago's a long way away. So it's really in yeah, truth. Do you, trust, do you trust Kirk Cousins in big games? No. Well, Grant, against teams over 500 – since he's been a starter, he's 10 and 40 or 10 and 30. So 
Now, now, now the numbers are going to say gaudy. He's going to, you know, he's going to throw for four thousand yards and thirty-five touchdowns. But in those games when the team is a plus team that's over five hundred, Kirk Cousins needs to elevate. Now, it's not just him. We yeah. always put it on him. Last year, their defense couldn't stop you and me. So yep. it, it always falls on the quarterback and the head coach. But he has got to play better. But real quick about that, no, I don't expect. I don't expect Aaron to throw for 3,100 yards and, and 18 touchdowns. But I, I'm, if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees, they're going to suffer. If Justin Verlander's not pitching or Jacob deGrom's not pitching, your team's not better. I know. I can, now, listen, there are guys who know how to elevate. But let's face facts. What Aaron's counting on is that Alan Lazard's going to step up and do what Devontae did yeah. when Jordy Nelson was gone. Now, listen. When you go from Jordy, who was a hell of a player, <laughs> Devontae's not exactly chopped liver. The question is, is Lazard Devontae Adams? And, and right now I'll say no. So, And then there's a great expectation that comes with being the number one as opposed to the two or the three guy, right? So there should be a drop-off, but by the end of the year, do I fully expect to see him throwing slant routes to windows and guys say, learn how to play? Yeah, but there's got to be a drop. Just like the Raiders got to be better with Devontae, right? Yep. You would think they got to be better. If you take Cooper Cup from Matt Stafford, they're not winning this year's Super Bowl. Make sense? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so I do. But the Vikings, yeah, I don't trust them a lot. I go on with my guy Dan Barrera every week. I don't, I don't know if I trust them a lot. I know they'll put up numbers. The question is, will the defense be able to step up and can Cousins elevate whenever, when everybody else isn't? You know, you, you said 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns. In the era of the NFL today, I'm not impressed by that. I mean, it's really not. It's almost like a pitch and catch league. And I know I'm exaggerating a little bit. I thought Cousins, the win he had at New Orleans in the playoffs, I thought that was huge for his development. Now there's a new coaching staff. There are no more excuses for Kirk Cousins. All right, there are no more excuses. When you look at that offensive talent level, when you look at his wideouts, you look at his tight end, I like their line. There really is no reason barring injury for cousins not to succeed at a high level this year. You, you are one. And we're not in our third year in the league. We're talking, he's right. been around a minute. Yep. And, and you know, I've, the, the thing with cousins at times that, you know, he's been accused of, and I have said the same thing. And I think he's a really good player, but good and great are the difference in getting to January and losing or extending it, and giving yourself a chance and gaining trust from an organization and from your teammates is he's been a pat statter too. sometimes or stat patter. Should I say, Toward sometimes, Grant, I think he's afraid to throw the ball away and he'll take a sack that he shouldn't take. You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, it's another incompletion. Now, maybe I'm just seeing things, but I'm not the only one who's observed that on a, in, on a national scope over the years. Now, do I think Cousins is a top 10 quarterback? No. Do I think he's in the next group? Yeah. Do I think he's capable of going three straight games at 400 yards? I do. The question is, are you going to win those three games, Grant, when there's a buck 30 to go in the game? And you're right. The throw to Thielen against the Saints, I thought that was the signature win of his yep. career. Yes, and it was. Now the, but, but then I needed more of those on primetime games and plus 500 teams to know that I can get there. If Kirk Cousins doesn't elevate this year, he will not be the quarterback moving forward. Now, he's Correct. got a relationship with O'Connell because I think Kevin, the head coach, was in Washington when Cousins was there. But regardless of all this stuff, what do we always ask Brady and our great players to do? And we're going to ask Mahomes, elevate when your best player leaves, Ty or another like when Tyreek Hill's gone, one of your better players. So we've said this about Cousins, so how much longer do we keep saying, man, he puts up numbers, it's not just him, it's potential. If that will look what we do to Aaron Rodgers. We go on him if he doesn't get to the playoffs. Now we call him a choker. Oh, he's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, in yeah. the NFC Championship game. So yeah, he's one how and five. We right. So we label it different, and it's selective. I know this. One's been the four-time MVP. The other 
in order for the Vikings, they can't get where they need to go without him Correct. outplaying number 12 in Green Bay when yep. they play each other in a primetime game. So yep. we'll see. I don't think you trust it, and I'm not sure I do yet either, but that roster says they should be better and they should be a January team. The roster tells me that as long as the defense elevates this year. We'll see. A lot of pressure on him. Talking about pressure, put me in the shoes of Zach Wilson entering a second year. How big of a setback is this for him? And again, he could be on the field week one, although I doubt it. But what's going to be like for him? How big of a deal is this? I think I actually I think it's pretty huge, Grant. It's not the preseason games that bother me. I don't care right. if it takes eight more snaps and two more preseason. I don't give a shit about that. What mm -hmm. I care about is the daily development on the practice field of being in the meeting room, of seeing those coverages live. Because let's say it is longer than we think, and it's three weeks into the regular season. Now he's almost got to start his training camp over, if you get what I'm saying. Mentally, you're into it. But I think that every day of the guys gaining trust, and you start to see things. And you, a lot of times the second year, I watch quarterbacks, the, the, the light switch goes off. that You don't realize, even if you were a good as a rookie, you're like, damn. I had no idea. I didn't know what the hell I was doing last year, right? Mm -hmm. And and this, while well, so development, second year guys is important. I'm not worried if Trevor Lawrence I is going to make throws in, in a preseason game. I care about those practices of blitz pickup and building that. So in September, because the preseason game we saw last week and this week going to look nothing like coverage-wise. I'm telling you, it feels like there's 15 dudes on the field when you're young. <laughs> Let alone when you're a seven or eight year veteran, right? It's like, right. what the fuck is this? And they don't show you anything they showed. It doesn't look like he drew it up, right? So right. for him, the, the ability to see it and have the ball in his hand. As I, I remember years ago, I asked Dom Capers. It was when David Carr came into the league. And I asked Coach, uh, asked Dom and, and Chris Palmer, who was his offense coordinator. I said, when do you know when it's right to play a young guy? And Capers says, as soon as possible because – Basically, he said that chalkboard, we tell you, he goes, that doesn't do a lot. That doesn't move. Okay. So basically, <laughs> you got to get out there and see and, and, and how you overcome your mistakes. I think, Grant, it, it slows down his process. And while Flacco can hold it down, the explosiveness that he needed to see a second year is just, we, it's been pushed back. And I think the practice time was far more important to me than some dumbass eight throws in a preseason. I give a shit about that. I care about the daily routine. He's going to have to stay focused. I hope it's not long because he's got such ability, but it's the mental part and keeping up with how fast it moves. And you, you, you can – a lot of times you get, as a young player, you start premeditating stuff instead of allowing the game to happen. And that's what practice is for where they put you in situations. So I'm anxious to see how he responds. And this is a bit of a setback for the Jets who had a really good offseason yep. yes. considering their draft and what they did in the free agents. Their whole offseason was really solid. That's why I can't stand preseason games, Grant. I hate them. I just yep. do. I do. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, in the same stadium, word has it that Coach Stable is going to have Tyrod Taylor take some of the reps with the first team. Is that a message to Daniel Jones? Loud. Loud, because Tyrod Taylor is the pro's pro. Every single guy at every level you talk to about Tyrod Taylor, you'll hear this. Now, I'm sure he gets tired of hearing it and then having them draft a first-rounder to replace him. (laughs) But I talked to one who coached him in in one of his cities before he even got to here in Houston. It was in another place. He said, friggin' ultimate pro. Great teammate. Will always be ready. Everything. I I rarely hear a word come out where they say, yeah, he he, he was a disrupt ever. And you could trust him to go in and win games for you. And he was actually playing pretty decent in Houston, got hurt. And everywhere he's gone, it's like this poor, this poor dude, right? In, in Chargers, gets, I think EJ Manuel when they drafted in Buffalo, everywhere he's been. But he's a pro that you can count on for two or three games. Now, I don't know if he can sustain it for a full season, you know, health-wise or not. But I can tell you this, I want Tyrod Taylor on my team. And for me, by Dable saying this, it's twofold. It's one. I expected more from Daniel Jones the offseason and now. Two is we are getting to nut-cutting time to where what's going to give me the best chance? I got to find out. And if Daniel Jones is still where he's been the last two or three years, then his his time is short in New York. Yep. And he's got a world of – I mean, he does stuff sometimes great. You've seen him like – Absolutely. He's made some plays. Right. What, what, where's, what, what's, what's the roadblock here? And he's been – Dable knows how to coach football. We, we know yep. that. So – uh, I listen, it tells me also that Dable's like the uncomfortability of where's my trust factor. I got to give my team a chance because we're not very good. Right. And when you're doing this, you're sending a loud message and either Daniel Jones is going to respond or Daniel Jones is not going to be a giant for a lot for, for much longer. Well, you know, with Daniel Jones, I mean, his biggest issue, as you well know, is ball security. Right. And more so is just the fumbling of the ball. I mean, he has a inordinate amount of fumbles as a quarterback. And I look at that Giants offensive line. Uh, Shane Lemieux is is hurt already. They got issues with their center position and the guard position. They got a rookie right tackle who they spent their first round pick on out of Alabama. Neil, I still don't think the offensive line is that good. So I'm not really sure it's really going to make that big of a difference with that team. But if you ask me right now, it's a Giants fan. Who do I think today is a better quarterback, Tyrod Taylor or Daniel Jones? I'm going to tell you Tyrod Taylor's a better quarterback. Of course. Quarterback. Plus, you know, if he now Tyrod's got some movement, but he's not going to move. Daniel Jones, straight line speed is one of the fastest uh-huh. in his position in the league. But what I do know is the panic that sets in for somebody, Tyrod will hold it to the next level and deliver the ball on time or get through progressions. He's seen, you're not going to throw anything at him he hadn't seen, right? Now, the question is how, when he's healthy, I trust him to keep me out of bad plays. How does that? He's always been, listen, the one thing about Tyrod, he's always been protective of the football, unlike Daniel Jones. He's never been really a chance taker. You remember all the, he's always been known as a guy who, who makes sure that they secure it and put us in position in the fourth quarter to have a chance. And he's been real good. I'm with you. The potential is there for Daniel Jones, but I'm so tired of talking potential for some quarterback. Yeah. There comes a point in time. I need the other P word, the production yeah. part of it. So I'm with you. If I'm lining up today, I trust yeah. Tyrod Taylor more. And if you're going to lay the ball on the ground as much as Daniel Jones, you better be real damn good at something else. I'm going to tell you the quarterback that I'm looking at this year 
that I need to see and get an answer early on based on what I saw last year. And I'm talking about Kyler Murray through the first 10 games of the season. He was a leading MVP candidate. They jumped out to 10 and 2. DeAndre Hopkins got hurt and Murray looked lost on the field. And I contend to you, and you and I talked about this, I thought the playoff game this year was one of the worst, when I mean this year, I'm talking about last season. I thought his playoff performance was as bad as any quarterback that I've ever seen in a playoff game. And oh yeah, by the way, Hopkins is out the first six games. So you tell me, what do you think we're going to see from Kyler Murray coming out of the gate this year? Right, He's got a lot right. to prove to me. You're damn right. There's a lot of, you know, you think we talk about pressure. I thought Stafford had a lot of pressure on him last year, you know, leaving. Yes, he did. Okay, we gave up all this. What are you going to do? And he answered, right? Now, Murray has got all the uh, – uh, I'm just telling you right now that he grant he has all the ability in the world. He, he really does. He's got it. But I'm with you, and it's not just that when you look at the stats and that I watched that playoff game and he was friggin' putrid. Yep. It wasn't the fact, okay, you know, the ball in the end zone, some of the throws, you're like, where's he throwing it? You know what bothered me is he looked, uh, he looked lost like a guy who'd never been in the league. Like you grabbed a guy who didn't get one snap, threw him in a playoff game, and he was overwhelmed. And I don't know if it was the fact that he went in thinking physically I can handle this. And I don't want to put that preparation talk that they put in the clause on it. But what that does, it makes you go back and revisionist history and say, was that the reason? Was he not prepared for the different looks and the intensity of the playoffs? Because I've watched him do some things, Grant, that I'm like, fuck, this guy's good. I was all for get rid of Rosen, draft Murray first, because he. I went back and studied him hard when he was at Oklahoma his last year, like five games, because I was thinking he was going to – I had him as a baseball guy going into that year. I said, you know, am I giving the guy the credit he deserves? And I went back and watched. I did. And I, I, I raised my hand and said, I'm wrong. You need to draft him first. This guy is a friggin' playmaker who just seemed to make – he just had a knack for winning. And, you know, in high school, he never lost in high school. Everywhere he went, it felt contagious. Now, he struggled a little at AM, but I was all in. I'm with you. If there's three or four names that I'd put on a list, say, if he doesn't elevate, but now he's got the, you know, the secure contract, so he's in. But just for us and the visuals and knowing what we know – he damn well, damn well better come prepared, and he better elevate his game without Hopkins because when I have to rely on that guy, we talked about Rodgers, we talked about Cousins, what's the difference with him? You better yeah. elevate with all that ability, and you better prove that it's not the mental or lack thereof preparation going in. So people, hey, they opened the can of worms. We didn't. The organization right. and you did. That's correct. All we got to do is respond to what we what's in yeah. a contract tells me somebody was bothered, so yeah. go prove – we know physically you can do it, and we know he's a smart guy. He's not right now. Is, is he? Did, did he just take the mental side for granted because he's so physically gifted? We're about to find our ass out because the Rams aren't bullshitting, and I can right. assure you the 49ers aren't bullshitting either. They're yeah, ready the, to play. Yeah, but we don't know about Trey Lance yet. I mean, you I'm talking about 49ers defense. Oh, and their the defense. The They're going to oh, fly okay. around. Right. They're going to fly I'll, around. I want to finish our thought. See, to me, that addendum that they put in Murray's contract was put in there for a reason. They didn't just put it in for because they wanted to. There was a I've reason never seen a contract like that no. ever in my well, addendum. And, and and I'll bet you, and I'm going to say something without knowing, I'm thinking of all the quarterback rooms you've been in, whether it was at USC or whether it was in the NFL, I bet you couldn't name one quarterback that didn't work their fucking balls off each and every week in preparation where you had to go, gee, he's not really working hard enough. Would I be accurate about that? 
Yeah, there's some who worked harder because they wanted to. They may not have been as physically gifted and needed to know it. And then there's the Warren Moons of the world who had every physical gift in the world, and <laughs> right. also he went the process of preparing. He was fucking meticulous, right? Right. Hence, uh-huh. he's wearing a mustard colored jacket. <laughs> but you watch those guys. I, I watched Rich Gannon preparation. Wade oh Wilson. I, I mean, I've seen guys, and which I was fortunate being coached by Norv Turner. If you didn't mentally prepare, your ass was sucking buttermilk, right? When I was right. in college. So <laughs> I learned a great deal then, but you go into it and watch. And I, I could tell you to me, Grant, you know how when an athlete or somebody, you tell a guy you're a coward, those are harsh words, right? Or you're soft, yep. harsh words, or you're a bitch. When they call a guy, a guy, call a guy that, you know, when your buddy, it's like, and they're serious. Like, what'd you just say? Mm-hmm. Those are fighting words, right? I don't know if there can be any more, the two things, stealing from a teammate and this part, if you're labeled, I'm not saying Kyler's like that. I don't know how the rest of the players on the team feel, but from what they put in the addendum, if somebody came up to you and said, Grant, you're ill-prepared for your fucking job, mm-hmm. you'd take a – to me, those, then we better square up and fight because you don't – you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Now, if you're not prepared, well, then maybe you don't care. But to me, that's as disparaging as it gets. Yes, when it somebody is. somebody looks at you as a pro and says, you don't study or prepare enough for Bad this news. job. And if a coach or a front or an organization thinks that, yep. can there be a can there be a worse slap in the face to you? Nope. As, especially at that position. Can you imagine oh. going up to to Russ Wilson or uh, when, when Warren Moon was my teammate or Peyton Manning and saying you don't prepare enough? What what what, what did you just say? The only so, thing worse could be if somebody said that you're a quitter. I think yes. that would be the only thing that would be worse. Well, they kind of fit hand in hand. If you're not preparing, you're telling me you don't care enough about the guy standing next to you. So I don't know about Kyler because I've pounded the table for him as a player. I yep. got to see him finish better. And when you put that addendum in, all I can do is I, I would have never said I would have never thought that he didn't prepare ever yep. because his MVP. You say, man, it's too tough in this league not to prepare to be good. And so when they do that, that's just responding to what they did. It wasn't anything us in the media. It wasn't our fault. We just responded to what he said. So I'm counting on him to if he wasn't in the book to get in the book. And if he was in the book to continue to validate yeah. that, meaning his study, but you're right. I, I just can't m- imagine anything. I'd rather have you look me in the face and say, dude, your arm sucks. You're yep. not athletic. You're not good. Than somebody to tell me that I, that, that I wasn't prepared for my job. To me, that's a major slap in the face. We'll see how he responds. It is a huge year for him. And now that he's got the money, will that make him work harder when it comes to this part of the game? Sean, week one has the 49ers. At the Bears. Now, you were just talking about the 49ers defense, but all eyes in the microscope is going to be at the quarterback position with Trey Lance. What are you expecting from him early on in the season? And how many quarters will it take for you, who's been watching and studying and coaching quarterback play for all of your adult life? How many quarters it will take for you to say, okay, this is going to be good, or oh boy, I think we've got some problems here? I think what you're going to see at early times, Grant, I think you're going to see the oh boy, he's really good. And the abilities there, but you're also going to see some. Damn, he looks like a rookie, even though he's a second year guy. You'll see it. But I expect, and here's the the, the bonus for him. He's a he's really he's really talented. We can say that about a lot of guys. He's gifted, and he did some good things. And the timing's going to have to increase. He's fortunate that he's with a play caller that loves to run the football, and they're going to wear that play action stuff out, which is going to enhance his ability, right? So it's not like you're going in there saying, dude, if you don't throw 40 times a game, dropping straight back and throwing it, we're screwed, which we know some of these guys in this league are going to have to face that. I mean, 
Jared Goff's going to face some of that this year, right? Even though Dan Campbell knows what it's, it's going to take, do they have the players around him to take it? So I think, Grant, that when we're done with this year, it'll take me four, probably three or four, the month of September for I say he's grasping what Kyle's about to do. Now, I'm not going to be able to tell if he's a franchise superstar in a month. I understand. If I, if my point is if, if anybody can tell you that, then they're either a liar or they're guessing, right? Or the other side, we're like, damn, the guy – because I, I, I've seen quarterbacks who have been – I watched Bernie Kosar early in his college career. I thought, first time I, – I, Grant, I remember it vividly. First off, he didn't look the part, right? A big old gawky. Right. <laughs> and I went, and you, you heard – and then I watched Bernie at Miami. Matter of fact, go back and watch – go back his freshman year as a, as a hurricane. The very first time I watched him, I'm like, side, I get this how, – how's this guy going to succeed? I'll never forget it. And then the season went on. That fucker's got him in the national title game. Right. Throwing sidearm. And then I'm watching it and it, his stance. And I friggin' love Bernie. The kind of, I friggin' love him. But watching him then, I didn't know him. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And then I start to watch him and he's looking here and throwing sidearm. And his eye, he's, reading, he's reading it three seconds before everybody else because he knew he had to. And next thing you know, he's in the league and in Pro Bowls and he's Bernie Kosar, right? And he has Miami in a national title. So I, I'm very, very... I'm selective on how quickly I look at a guy and say, that guy can't play or that guy can't, but I can get a real good barometer month or two in to say he gets it. If he's coached well and continues to stay the course, he's going to be fine. The And Grant, you know what tells me most off? Do you make simple plays? I know I've said this to you before. I'm not worried about Trey Lance scrambling out on an RPO, throwing off balance and making some spectacular play. All great ones can make those plays once in a while. My question is to him, Will you on schedule, on time, make every, make all the plays that the great ones don't miss? The simple shit. Uh-huh. The guys like me didn't make enough of in the NFL. So you started some, you backed up some. But when you got into a rhythm, you were really good. I'm talking about the dude when things aren't going well still makes the play he's supposed to. Yep. And I know it sounds elementary, but the best elementary school quarterbacks on the planet are sitting in the Hall of Fame that made that simple play. I can go through a litany of them. The spectacular play is fun, and it's nice for us to banter about on radio and TV. That does not sustain you because there ain't enough of them to happen. You make the simple play. So give me six. Give me give me three games. Okay. And I'll have an idea of like, okay, I see growth, and I know. Now at the end of the season, we'll have a better idea what the future holds. But if you make making simple plays and stays out of the hero syndrome, which he doesn't need to on that team. Fuck. Imagine if you were on one on one of these other teams that you got to make air, like fields. Yep. He's going to have to make every friggin' play on the planet with that. And, I'll, and here's what you're also going to see. Kyle's going to protect this smartly, Kyle Shanahan, early to get him to do the keep him out of bad situations so he feels yep. comfortable. Because he hasn't played that much football. It's going to be conservative. Time, that's exact. To make sure that, okay, yep. you were 15 out of 18, 16 out of 21, and for a buck 97. Uh-huh. And maybe that 60-yard play and that 25-yard run. I think he's going to be fine, but I'm not sold yet because I haven't seen enough of him. But I sure like the early returns on the ability. Real quickly, before we wrap this up, you made a comment earlier about Aaron Judge that if he leaves the Yankees, they're not as good. Can you score less than zero runs in a game? I'm just trying to figure out. Like, with his absence, could you go from scoring no runs to, like, minus one or minus two runs? I'm just kind of figuring this out right uh, now. Not runs, but you could sure keep getting behind in the <laughs> right race for the number one seed if this could keep. Fortunately, oh. Astros have helped you out the last two games. I almost think that's a foregone conclusion now, Grant. I'm sorry to say yeah. it. I do. 
Yep. Uh, the, the, the things that are going on. Thank yep. goodness for Aaron Judge there, but it's still the Yankees. And I know you're holding out hope, <laughs> but I know how you New Yorkers think about your teams, man. You're on a but, hard. Hey, I'm yeah. realistic. I've been telling you for months they're not going to beat the right. Astros if they play. I'll tell you something else that don't think I'm fucking completely lost my mind. As I sit here on the 17th of August, I'm not convinced they're going to win the division. They are, they are continuing to suffer injury after injury after injury almost on a nightly basis. Holmes might be going on the DL. LeMahieu might be going on the DL. Um, you know, I, I'm and with all the other injuries and their pitching, they can't even score a run right now, Sean. They can barely score a run. Which is shocking after their I know. start, right? Now, Stanton's close to coming back. Uh, I just, I'm telling you, Sean, I don't think it is a lock that they're going to win the division. I, I, I really don't. If I told you of the big four, me talking about the Mets, the Yankees, the Astros, and the Dodgers, that the team least likely to get out of the divisional round? The Yankees. I would agree. Not even close. I would agree. Yep. And I think the sneakiest team to get to a World Series, and they're probably not even sneaky. Yep. Buck Walter knows how to manage. He's seen yep. a lot of baseball. And yep. those two horses, we've talked, and those two big fellas at the front of the rotation, and they can hit the long, you know, Alonso. They yep. they've got the potential to drive the ball out of the park. Yep. I, I don't. I'm going to say it every week. Don't sleep on them. But I'm with you of the teams that I would say could be. Oh my gosh, they're eliminated after that start because yep. of injuries and the way they're playing yep. now. Last 50 games have not been kind to the Yankees. Horrible. No. Yep. Horrible. Not been kind. Hey, buddy, have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, are we gonna when we get the football? Can we do this more than once a week, you and me? Because we, we can do we, it you know how it's yep. gonna, we're gonna have so much to talk about <laughs> football and baseball. I can't get enough of you. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, salute to you, my friend. Salute to you. I love All you, right. brother. Thank you. Love you too. All right. All right. For Sean Salisbury, Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.